Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Wisdom's Echo. This is a daily podcast brought to you exclusively by Origin Gate. My name is Elijah Ward, and it is my incredible honor, it is my joy and my pleasure to have a seat to reach into your internal world and rearrange your thought patterns and dissect ways of doctrinal thinking to rebuild something beautiful in its place and to allow the Father to reprogram us for a new grid that is more perceptible, more sensitive, um, and more engaged with the reality of the divine. Wow, what an incredible, that just pumped me up. Um, I'm really excited to, to share with everyone today. You know, my heart has been in so many places um, as the Father's been carrying me through this journey of discovering the deep places of who He is. You know, we're only um, a little over a week out from the conference that we had in Mobile, Alabama with the tribe, um, the Sharing Breath Conference, which was absolutely incredible. And, you know, at that conference, I had an opportunity to share and really delivered the the thought of, you know, the thoughts of my heart as it were relates to what I felt the Father was doing. I delivered this idea of stewardship, and it really comes back to the things that the Father's been teaching me about the life of people who I see as faithful stewards, people like Noah and even Adam and um, and even further, John and Paul and those who stewarded Revelation, but um, also those who stewarded um, the the blueprint to build. You know, Moses received a lot of heavenly um, project specs, if you will, from, from Yahweh to build things. Of course, we know Noah did, but I believe that where we are now in Zion, this access that we've been given um, from the Father to really inhabit this place where all things are fulfilled and where we can bring about a reality into the earth of heavenly realms that's more rich and real and carries more substance and tangible value than any time ever before. You know, I wrote a book called Zion Here and Now, and um, the first five chapters are all about the resources within Zion. And then when I got done, I knew the Lord had given me the blueprint for another chapter to top it off. There are six chapters in the book, and the sixth one is all about building from this place. I call it the age of dreaming and building. And so Yahweh has had me sitting back amazed at the the just manifold depths of resources that we've been given access to, and much more than even really what we're going to do with it or um, or how we're going to tap into it. I've, he's been calling me back to a place of dreaming again. And so before we even get to, um, you know, what resources we have, how we can tap into that, how we can begin building, he's almost bringing me back to square one and saying, I'm giving you permission to dream again. Um, you know, at the conference on Wednesday, midweek, uh, the band that I play with, I play drums in a band called Dimensions Alive, and uh, we were recording an album of the songs that we've been releasing for the past three years. And in the last, you know, couple of songs, as we were recording this live album with everybody there just worshiping with us, um, I was so emotional. I just felt like I was so undone because I was 
re- I was remembering some things that had happened and the, some things the Father had been transacting in me over the last few years at that drum set. While I was playing drums, some deep and amazing and awesome things have happened um, as we go deeper in the realms of worship. And one of those things was a dream fulfilled. Um, you know, when I was eight years old, my parents bought me my first drum set. And, you know, leading up to that time, though, I had, it was not uncommon for me to be found throughout the house putting together pots and pans and different tubs and things that had sound when you hollowed it out, took the things that were, was supposed to go into it, took it out, closed it back, and it made a sound when you hit it with a stick. You know, I would find out what sounded the best and I would make some kind of drum set to make beats with. And so, um, and so, you know, my parents needed a lot of prayer back then, we can say that. Um, but I was always wanting to be loud. Well, when I got my drum kit, when I was eight years old, I remember playing in the corner of my room with my brother who played guitar. We'd be playing music, and I had this image in my mind of, um, of, of a dream that I had. And this image was a dark room, and there were lights across the room, and I saw the, you know, the silhouette of a bunch of Uh, people, like a crowd of people, their shoulders and their head um, in this room. And I was playing with this band and we were playing this awesome music. And that was this dream I held in my heart as a boy, just a little boy. Um, Well, I realized a couple years ago while I was playing drums with Dimensions Alive, um, it was during a service one night. And as I was playing, I was immediately brought back to that moment as a child where I was holding that dream in my heart of playing music in that certain setting, that very specific setting. And I realized while I was on the drums as a 27-year-old man in Mobile, Alabama, that I was sitting in the very reality that my heart was dreaming about as a little boy. When I grew up in Seattle, Washington, it was just the scene. It was something that seemed so far away, but I felt like it was so special that even as a little boy dreaming with this heart of, uh, of a musician, that Yahweh would care about my dream so much that I would find myself sitting in the fulfillment of that dream and not even realizing it until I had the full revelation of it. It's so powerful. It was so moving. And I was reminded of that at the conference when we were recording that album, um, that Yahweh remembered the dream that I had as a little boy, and he was so faithful to orchestrate things in such a way that I would find myself as a grown man sitting in the fulfillment of that dream. It was such a powerful thing. Well, last night, I was driving with with my wife. Um, We were doing some things together. We work in real estate. We started a a company um, called Wellhouse Real Estate with another couple Um, that we're very close with named Matt and Destiny White. And so we were out and about as a family doing real estate stuff. Well, she turned on a song um, that is an instrumental song that has this beautiful sound, and she was playing it on repeat all day. But uh, she had said when we got together in the car, she played it. And she told me what that had it been playing all day. It had been on her heart, and she'd been engaging the father to this sound. And while we listened to it together, just you know, we just turned it up really loud um, and just drove around Mobile, and it was playing. And I turned and I looked, and she was just weeping. And and she said, "I'll never forget." She she turned and she said, "This song makes me remember how much Yahweh cares about." those dreams that we have in our heart. And uh, 
And uh, it is making me emotional um, today to remember what she said. And um, it's such a powerful thing. I think what the Father is, is reigniting in us, in our marriage and in our family and in our children, is the revelation that we're being brought back to the revelation that God is so good to remember and to fulfill every dream that he places in our hearts. And there's no dream too small and there's no dream too big for Yahweh to do because he sits above the timeline. He sits above every resource. He sits above every treasury. <laughs> Come on. This is so good. I'm just so blessed by, by the goodness of my Father. He sits high above all these things that we see as obstacles to our dream. We, we think about dreams in terms, in terms of time, how long it's going to take to fulfill, naturally speaking. How we need, the, we need resources. We need money. We need... We need relationships that we don't have yet. And we need all these things. But Yahweh sits above that and he's so good. He's so faithful. He's such a good father that when we ask for bread, he won't give us a stone. And he will position us and he will fulfill every dream that he places in our hearts because that's in his nature to do. He's a God who places the desires of our heart into the very mechanism of our being so that when we dream and when we desire and when we do all of that from a posture of worship and from a the very location of union, we're actually forecasting into our future the very fulfillment of something that started from within us as a dream. When you dream, you're actually not wishing, you're forecasting into your future the fulfillment of God's plan for your life. And I've seen it come to pass in so many ways. And so Yahweh is bringing me back to this revelation and he's telling me, I'm giving you permission to dream again. He's saying, Elijah, I'm giving you permission to dream again. You've seen the fulfillment of your dreams. I saw the fulfillment of my dream as a little boy to play those drums to worship the Father with my craft, to give unto my, to my Father and to, and to release from myself for my own enjoyment even, not even just for His, but for my own. Our dreams, it's okay for you to have fun. The things that you enjoy and your passions were placed inside of you by the Father. Don't, don't demonize fun. Pay attention to what you're passionate about because I promise you, when, you're, when you realize those passions and when you utilize those passions, I heard the father say one time through the eyes of a, of a baby, he spoke to me through the eyes of this one-year-old baby named Asher White. <laughs> a few years ago, little Asher, I picked him up and through his eyes, I heard, I heard his voice say that when your passions serve your purpose, your scroll comes alive. And it floored me when I heard it. But it's so true that when you pay attention, when you pay attention to these passions that you have and you use them to serve your your the greater purpose of your life, your scroll will come alive and unfold and you'll see magical, awesome, 
miraculous things begin to happen for you and your family. But we've got to be willing to dream. We've got to be willing to lay down those natural barriers in our mind that prevent us from believing for things that seem impossible. We've got to lay those things down and surrender all of those obstacles to him and be willing to dream a wild dream. Be willing to believe a wild dream and be willing to... to to frame up in our mind and in our heart the beautiful plan and the beautiful things that we know the Father has for us. And by being faithful to dream those things, we are forecasting that reality into our future. I was sharing with my wife this morning as we were talking um, that I was reminded of a of a psalm uh, this morning as I was meditating on what she was saying about how Yahweh is so good to fulfill. <laughs> Man, I'm just getting so emotional. My wife is so powerful, so good, so faithful to me, so faithful to Yahweh, and uh, she inspires me so deeply. I'm, I'm just madly in love with her, but she, um, she spoke with such power last night when she said that it, that song reminds her that Yahweh cares about those dreams. Well, I was meditating on that today, and I was brought back to this Psalm 126. And it says this, it says, When Yahweh restored the fortunes of Zion, we, we were like those who dream. We were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. And among the nations, they said, Yahweh has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. That's Psalm 126, 1 through 3. A very simple few verses, but carry so much power. And I know that we are living in the age of Zion. We're living in the very location of the highest dream of God. And when we see something like this in scripture that says, when Yahweh restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. I know that we're sitting in the fulfillment of that thing that David penned when he was dreaming and forecasting into the future, the very heart of Yahweh and saying that the, the, the fortunes of Zion would be restored. And I believe we're living in that day, we're living in that age, and that the blood of Yeshua is so powerful. There's so much purchasing power in the precious blood of our King and our Messiah, Yeshua, that there's no good thing, there's no good reality hidden in the heavenly landscape that's too expensive for the blood to afford for us. We have access, as Paul said, to every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So I want to encourage everyone listening to this today that Yahweh has not forgotten your dream that he has not forgotten the things you've dreamt you dreamed about as a kid the things you've dreamt about as an adult the things that maybe even you're dreaming about right now that seem like they might be too far away too good to be true or would require too much too many natural resources that you don't currently have at your disposal i just want to remind you that that's a lie that you do have access to the tr heavenly treasuries of our Father, and His goodness will pour out a perfect dispensation of every resource you need to see the reality of His perfect plan come alive in your life, and in your family, and in your marriage, and in your children, and your grandchildren, and in your generations throughout your timeline and your legacy to the thousandth generation and beyond you will never see an end to the goodness of our Father.
And I want to declare over you something he promised to me in worship recently. He said, Elijah, I am radically unwilling to withhold any of my goodness from you. So I declare that over you today and declare that this message of hope and this message of fulfilled dreams would overwhelm you today in Yeshua's name. Amen.